Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to episode 148 of Five and Dive. It is June 29th. I'm your host, Craig Goldstein, Editor-in-Chief of Baseball Prospectus. Joining me is my co-host today, Bradford William Davis of Insider. Bradford, I want to go right into our first topic. We're talking Yanks here on Five and Dive. And Sox. With with the apostrophe, no G. (laughs) Uh, And Sox. I don't. Which speaking of, I, I I need to take a quick digression here uh, on the on the Sox front. Uh, do you? I don't know if either of you still have cable or if I'm just uh, the the luddite here. But uh, have, have you guys seen the on OnStar commercial that features a guy with a heavy Boston accent? Um, I have cable, but I've not seen the OnStar commercial. Okay, there's talking talk to it. Well, it, it's like people driving by on a on a highway, and it slowly pans down, and you see a car has gone off the road uh, and is trapped against a rock. But this uh, firefighter pulls up, and I don't know why they cast the guy with the most aggressive Boston accent. He goes, uh, he goes, okay, we see him. Thanks, Onsta. I have seen this actually. <laughs> now that you describe it, and it's like what? <laughs> He's like, Onsta. Yeah, it's Ansta, and then he's like, your son is fine. When it, I don't know. It's just such an aggressive accent. It's fantastic. Anyway, we're talking Yanks and Sox, and the Yankees got swept by Boston. At this point, how, I, I think a lot of the conversation is about the Yankees right now, but I want to ask first, because I think they deserve it, how real is Boston? We're at the end of June. We're basically into July. They, re- they remain... Uh, in first place, they're a game up on the Rays. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, all along, I thought their pitching was the problem. Garrett Richards is basically uh, a new guy without uh, Pine Tar. Um, but I don't know. They continue to win. How how real do you see Boston as being right now? <sighs> you know, I think that they are... I don't think that they're, that, that they're a juggernaut or anything like that. But I think that they focus on the offseason just trying to raise the floor a little bit, you know, by getting, you know, reasonable players. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that is what you're kind of seeing. You know, you're still seeing because they, they still had, you know, part of the 2018 core, you know, of course, not, you know, not the most important part of that 2018 core, but they had part of it, right? Right. Um, yeah, being Mookie Betts, you know, for those who are <laughs> not plugged in to recent Red Sox news. Um, but yeah, no, they had, they had this, so they had this team, you know, and, and those guys are still, you know, great players. Xander Bogarts is, you know, it's almost like we don't talk about how great he is enough at this point. Um, I couldn't agree which more. Is cra- which is crazy for, you know, for, for a two-time world champion who's been part of a, of a team that's been consistently very good, you know, for most of the last few years, say for, you know, this recent dip they had. Um, but yeah, he, but he's, he's, he's incredible. Um, <laughs> you know, like, but you know Devers and JDM and um, JD Martinez. I mean, like they they have you know 
they had players, right? But but what they what what they've done is they've gotten you know reasonable complimentary, complimentary you know you know pieces as well. The pitching's not. I don't think the pitching's great, but like you know, but uh, but it's not um, it's not embarrassing, and it's not embarrassing that it was in twenty twenty, and that's yeah, enough um, to be to be you know to, to to have to bank a few games over five hundred. Yeah, and Chris Sale is back throwing uh, rehab. I think uh, sim games or or something like that. He's or bullpen sessions or something like that. We could right. see him later this year. Uh, much to my chagrin, to your point about their depth, uh, Hunter Renfro is up to a one sixteen OPS plus. That's devastating to me, a guy who thinks Hunter Renfro stinks. Um, but but yeah, no, I mean Alex Verdugo is is a solid comp- complimentary piece, and yeah, I think it's. Yeah, it's interesting. They they have a plus forty three run differential that trails both the Rays and the Jays. Uh, but they're a solid team. I, I I don't really see them coming out on top in this division unless Eduardo Rodriguez finger, figures things out or if, unless Sale makes uh, a really big change. I, I think to your point on the pitching, I think a lot of it, and we've discussed this before, is in the bullpen, and they've they've just got a ton of guys having very good years in the bullpen right now. Uh, and some of that's to their credit. I mean, we saw so so transferring to the to the Yankees, uh, we saw Garrett Whitlock and uh, Adam Adovino shutting things down in close games in the first couple games in that series. That has to burn for for New York, which has struggled on a number of fronts, but including includes the bullpen. How can it burn when uh, the Yankees have successfully uh, put themselves under the, uh, <laughs> the salary cap? But well, maybe they can, uh, can't put they a can price on that, Craig. Actually, you literally can put a price on that. <laughs> well, maybe they can buy some aloe vera with the with the money they saved. I don't know, um, but yeah, I I the, so the Yankees, uh, like I said, the first two games that in in that series were close. Uh, Garrett Cole struggled. Um, he's I don't know how you want to define his uh, performance since the sticky stuff ban or since the the beginning of the crackdown. However, you whenever you want to define that, maybe early June. Uh, it's he's had some tough starts. He's definitely giving up home runs. I I wouldn't say his stuff seems the spin rates are certainly down. I don't know that it's not like his velocity is is much worse. Um, I haven't watched intensely closely, but. Uh, is do you see a big difference in Cole? Do you think that you know the team is seven and a half back? Do they have what it what it takes to hang in this division? Just for context, they're fourth, uh, they're fourth in the division. Garrett Cole, so that's in June, thirty-one innings pitched, thirty-two strikeouts, eight walks, nine home runs. Yeah, the home runs. Yeah. So that's a, that's a those are two questions, right? I guess, but 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 they're not unlinked, I guess, right? You know, because given that he. It's supposed to be one of the team's very best players, if not the best, you know. Um, but I think Cole is. I think Cole is still, you know, Cole is Cole is worse than he was, right? But uh, yeah. but he's um, but you know, he is someone who gives up lots of home runs. He has stretches like that, you know. Um, that's part of how he pitches too. You know, he he lives in the top of the zone. Um, but the difference is that he doesn't have the elite, uh, the super elite rise that he once did on his fastball because of reasons, and <laughs> um, and you know, and 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 even and. As we know, you know, um, guys who throw hard, but, you know, but, uh, but have kind of fastballs that you can pick up anyway, you know, you can adjust and you can, you know, um, sit on that and take it up, take it, uh, you know, take it, take it a long way. And so that's kind of what you're seeing with Cole, which doesn't mean he's, that he's not, uh, still good or still frontline pitcher, but he's not like the, you know, but he, 
uh, at least his first month, you know, um, barring an adjustment, he's not the, you know, I don't think he's the world beater um, or, or should be expected to be the world beater that he was, you know, the last two years, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as the Yankees generally, I mean, the they don't currently have what it takes, I don't think. I mean, I, again, there's no, I don't think there's any world beaters, you know, I use that phrase a lot, but world beaters in the East. Um, mm-hmm. All of them have, all of them have had real flaws. But all of them are ahead of the Yankees, and that's you know therein lies the problem, right? Is that the Yankees also have real flaws, but um, and they're, they're correct, they're very they're very correctable, you know. Um, left-handed hitting, center field, a starting pitcher, you know, like these are things that that can be acquired, um, via trade, you know, um, and uh, but they're not. You know, but but they tend to cost money if you want someone who's established, um, and if you don't want to give up tons and tons of prospects in order to get someone who is you know you know um, making the league minimum or whatever. And one thing the Yankees are are very afraid of, or very concerned about, is uh, spending over that luxury tax line. Um, there's you know, and so so for for that reason, I don't think that they will, even though they there is a very tangible way to do it you know it's it's mm-hmm. not a path that it's not a path that are comfortable comfortable choosing as i mentioned on this pod like you know maybe last week or two weeks ago like the fact that they that they keep on playing ronetta door who is yeah. not very good he's not you know like he's fine as your as your like last guy on on, you know, on the bench but like he frequently bats like third <laughs> in the yankees lineup uh because they need someone who's left-handed um you know in there and uh and because they they get swooned by his his mega clutch home run once every two weeks, which he is good for. He's good for one very clutch home run that like, you know, ties or wins the game. Um, but then, and then striking out, you know, in the next 50%, 50% of his uh, times at the plate. So, um, you know, but the thing about Roy Nor is that he's, again, he's better than good. He's free. He's, you know, an attacks per, you know, by, by the accounting um, purposes, he is free. And that's why he is uh, getting all of the opportunities that he has. But there was a key moment that actually Mike Exiza, who's uh, from, uh, a blogger CBS. for CBS, um, yeah, CBS like you know, sort of, sort of a pro- prolific Yankees blogger before, um, you know, uh, before shutting down his, R- his very popular R- blog. Yes, um, but Mike, Mike in his uh, in his newsletter where he still gets to do his RIB stuff, um, he mentioned uh, Adam Adovino, uh, you know, pitching against Ronan Ador, um, <laughs> and you know, and remember, Adovino has had very bad splits against left-handers for some time now. Um, and even though I think, you know, it was Odor and it was another lefty, I can't recall at the moment, you know, um, do up. Uh, they, you know, uh, the Red Sox were not, a, you know, did not choose to go match up, you know, in the situation, you know, and have and have a lefty face these two lefties that were due up. They let Adovino cook, which shows just how much the Yankees lefties, you know, should be feared, which is not at all. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, that that's that's ultimately the problem. And, and unless, they're, you know, and they're not going to... Um, um, you know, unless they're, unless they're going to, you know, spend over the tax line, you know, uh, to get better. Um, there is no reason to think that the 27 men are, or, you know, or the, let's say the 40 men, you know, on this roster, given the, given some of the ages, given some of the injuries going on, like Luis Severino, of course, would be a big shot in the arm where you're not having serious setbacks, you know? Um, uh, and yeah, agent injuries and, uh, and their just flaws in general like, you know, are going to leap over three other teams with better, with significantly better run differentials um, to uh, take over first place. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think, I think uh, honestly, like 
Rugnet Odor and facing Adam Adovino is like, I think if you wrote that, if we wrote the story of these two teams in this, this year, someone would be like, this is a little heavy handed on the, on the symbolism, maybe back it off a touch. Um, but no, I think, I think that's a great point. Uh, honestly, just off the cuff question, is Aaron Boone surviving this year? Uh, it seems hard, hard to imagine him. Doing yeah. So, cause I mean, cause, cause so, uh, one head's got a roll and, his does not count against the luxury tax once again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. As yeah, always, I mean, if I'm George not, was still alive. Well, I was going to say, I don't want to do the if George was still alive thing, but like it does seem like they'd go get Catal Marte if he was still alive. You could, I mean, he's probably, he's not a good second baseman. You could spot him there. You could put him in center field. He's a switch hitter. He'd address a lot of these needs and the money wouldn't be the concern that it seems to be right now. Yeah. That's true, but they probably would have like traded Gary Sanchez as bosses alive for like that, uh, how um, many times over <laughs> just this season? How many times? Yes, yeah. Uh, Gary well, Sanchez has been traded. We can stick. Speaking of trades, we can stick in the AL East uh, for our second segment, Deadline Day. The Blue Jays are trying to win this division. Uh, Jeff Passan is reporting this trade is basically for Adam Simber with Corey Dickerson as a as a money. Uh, throw in, but Corey Dickerson and Adam Simber going from the Marlins to the Blue Jays for Joe Panic and a minor league pitcher that I don't, I'm, I'm not recalling. I think John uh, McInvale or McInvale. I'm not sure how to say it. Um, Jeff, you, he was, he was a something rounder from Liberty. 37th round pick out oh. of Liberty. It's Andrew McInvale. Oh, Andrew McInvale. He uh, does not the the round does not exist anymore. Yeah, so that's, the round does not exist anymore. He's a Double A reliever with uh, New Hampshire at the moment. Yeah, and he uh, so yeah, Passon is saying that this Tor- Toronto was going for Simber and is paying about four and a half million, uh, which is Dickerson's remaining salary to get. Dickerson's him. not healthy right now either, so. Yeah, he's in a walking boot right now. So so that's kind of a lottery ticket. Uh has hit pretty well when when healthy over the last few years. You know, league average-ish, you know, something in that range. Uh Simber, you know, Toronto's bullpen was their strength all last year. Uh it's been a sore spot this year. He comes in to to address that. Uh any thoughts on the on the Blue Jays thus far, aside from holy shit, Vlad is good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, the initial trade is that you know, the initial thought is that that's a, a move the Yankees might consider making, yeah. You know, but except that Corey Dickerson, you know, makes a real salary, and, and once again, and yep. that would be a problem um, for fitting in in the luxury tax. But no, I mean, um, you know, Dick, Dickerson is, is you know is is a left-handed bat, um, which is one of the reasons why I think he's you know he's he's compelling that he can you know um, he can he can be a useful uh, platoon piece um, when needed, um, and so I you know I don't think he's going to get you know, um, tons of burn, but like, you know, but, uh, but he does, uh, lengthen the lineup again, you know, particularly against right-handed, right-handed, uh, batters, uh, right-handed pitches rather. And, um, and that's, you know, kind of enough, you know, for, for, uh, you know, for that purpose, you know, for, for the Jays purposes, at least in the moment, I mean, they still need a lot of, a lot of bullpen help, you know, um, which is why they are hovering on, hovering around 500 rather instead of winning that leading that division. Is because right. their bullpen has been so poor, and if they, you know, and uh, but you know, fortunately, in for Toronto, is that that tends to be kind of the easiest thing you can fix, and you know, in, tra- in trades, is you know, there's usually some reliever um, being sold from a good team or from a bad team, rather, you know, um, and that uh, you know, uh, and uh, t- teams often acquire 
pretty, you know, pretty good relievers for the sole purposes of trading them for prospects <laughs> during you know, midseason. Uh, and so, um, you know, I, I think there's a, you know, I, I think, I think Toronto um, clearly wants to win and, and they should be able to continue to make, you know, reasonable pieces right that right like that to, 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 to bolster their odds in a, in a not terrible, but winnable division because there could, because again, as we mentioned, the Red Sox and the Rays do have, um, do have significant flaws. Yeah. Well, and, and if you're out there thinking this isn't much to pay to address some of these needs, um, I, I think it's worth noting Simber as he's, he's been quite good. And this year it's his best year of his career in terms of ERA, but striking out 21 in 34 and a third inning. So that's a five and a half strikeout per nine. He's very different. You know, he's a ground ball guy. He's a, he's a submariner, uh, different angle type of thing. And so that's great, but he has, you know, he's not someone who can necessarily come in, uh, you know, runners on second and third and get you what you want. Going look, from, Jeff, uh, like you Marlins want Park to Dolan Field in Buffalo might not be the most friendly uh, move for either. Yeah, either. I mean, I, I was going to say, I w- but I was going to say the flip side for Dickerson, who prior to signing with Miami, which is a, a tough place to hit, had been over a league average OPS every year since 2014. Um, and again, was in, you know, within 10, 10% of league average uh, until until last year, which again was a, a weird year anyway. So and look, if he gets I, healthy, yeah. uh, you know, Lourdes Gurriel hasn't been great this year. Kevin Biggio has played some outfield for them and hasn't been great this year. They can get him probably five days a week. Well, as Bradford right. said, as a platoon bat, yeah. I mean, I think a really good a lineup length in exactly. Yeah, yes, yeah. a, 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 a solid platoon bat, you know. And Simber helps because you know, just because you you have it's another arm. I mean, it's just it's, just, it's 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 an arm that 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 isn't embarrassing. You know, he's right. been a, right. a, a, a perfectly acceptable middle reliever for you know his entire career, and uh, and that's and that's okay. So that that four run lead doesn't become a one run lead. You know, <laughs> every time that you try and throw a bullpen arm out there, that's yeah. that's fine. You know, like. That that helps. It, you know, he's not a shutdown guy. He don't he shouldn't, shouldn't be out there. You know, getting saves. But like, but uh, but that is, but that's a big step forward to so that they don't have to give a give a give away give away innings, give away out. You know, um, at bats to bat. You know, to bad pitchers. Um. So just before we close out on the Jays, uh, they're five back in the wild card. They're behind. Oakland currently has a second wild card spot right now. Cleveland is two and a half ahead of them. I don't know how. Um, they're six and a half back in the division and, and five, you know, five and a half back of the race. How do you fancy their chances of making the playoffs at this, you know, at this juncture? I think that they're decent because, because they're, because the division in hand is not too bad. You know, the wild card, I think is a little tougher just because there's just less, less opportunities, you know? Um, but, uh, but the, you know, but the Red Sox and Rays, are beatable you know they have arguably the best player out of all three of those teams um in vlad jr um and uh and yeah and so and so just just the you know i, I don't have the the uh you know um interdivisional schedule in you know, in front of me but you know but but you know but knowing it's an unbalanced schedule that you know they have opportunities where you know essentially their fate can be in their hands if yeah. they play reasonably elsewhere, you know, and just beat the teams they need to beat, which are again the Red Sox and Rays. So, um, so I, 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 I kind of see. I, I, again, I don't see in the wild card because I, I think you know, just, just, just because they're, you know, even with the obvious flaws of some of these, you know, these sec- these second wild cards, you know, clubs like they're, you know, um, like 
you know, I, Cle- Cleveland, you know, is obviously has a lot, tons of injuries, but, like, you know, but, 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 the, you know, but, um, I mean, Oakland, I've been a proponent of the Oakland A's here, but it's I was not impossible. Say, the A's yes. fade a little bit. Like how many, the, the, the A's are 14 up, the Cleveland's nine up or nine over. Mm-hmm. What do we think the AL wildcard total is? I mean, uh, Tampa, who's the first wildcard is 15 over right now. Like 90 wins probably gets you there. I think. Yeah, 90, 90 wins gets you there. But I was gonna say about Cleveland. 90 wins they might have, get you like the they, AL East too. I don't know what the. <laughs> is that is that they're they're they have you know they they do have a far better lineup than they did last year, um just due to like not have not 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 throwing away constant bats to 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 players who can't hit at all. Right, they have a well you above know, average uh, offense and pitching staff yeah. right now. I think the, yeah. their issues have just been holding leads late. Mm-hmm. And 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 the, and and also you know some of these guys are injured like Shane Bieber but like you know but they'll come back and they'll continue to do their yeah. thing and you know and there you, there you go you know um, Savali as well right um, so like that's my you know that's my take on you know Cleveland I think you know again Oakland has his issues too but like you know but they you know they have a good head start um, and um, and so you know it really, it really, the, the Jays path to me is a division. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think the other the other way to me, and potentially the way you're describing it, um, is that the Rays end up winning that division, and the Jays end up in a in one of the top wild card spots or something like that, with Boston fading as as we were discussing earlier. I mean, I think that you know, I, the Rays have their own flaws too. They're on pace for 96 wins right now, um, so so we have to see a pretty significant fade from them as well. It's it's entirely possible, but uh, just just that's another another path. Uh, for for Toronto as well. Our third segment is around the horn. Uh, Hector Santiago became the first player caught and ejected for using uh, sticky stuff on the mound. That's so that's so Mariners, man. Like <laughs> they saw they, he. This is the only game he's pitched for them, right? I, I saw someone say someone screenshot his face, and it was like. Uh, wh- when you get ejected from the game and then when you realize you get an extra 10 days of MLB pay because you've been sus- suspended with pay, that would be a great, a great grift, honestly. Uh, but he and Scott Service both contend it was only rosin and that the, the umpires ejected him because he had rosin on or around his glove and that you're not allowed to do that or something, which uh, as far as I know is not against her. I, I don't think you, you're not allowed to have rosin anywhere as far as I know. Is that is that's news to me? If it is, yeah. I mean, uh, it's just uh, I I I think the the comedy of it all is uh, is that is that there are so many like obvious dudes, you know, like you know the you know the kinds that we, that we log in and we turn on you know MLB TV to to, to watch them get checked, you know, uh-huh. um, to watch them freak out when they get checked, you know, like Max. Um, you know, and then it's it's uh it's it's hint, it's the Hector Santiago S type players who actually you know, but isn't it wasn't that true the steroid era too? Like, wasn't the first guy it was, who got yeah, busted, it like, was uh, like Alex it was the, Gonzalez something like that or Alex I don't know. Sanchez I think Alex Sanchez yeah With the Tigers who's like a speed guy yeah not the drug people he's he was fast <laughs> um yeah, yeah no, six, I mean, six six rear home runs Alex Alex uh. Are you are you buying oh, no. that this was just rosin at all? Um, yeah. I uh, so you can't see my face on a podcast, but I'm like, you know, <laughs> uh, 
I'm struggling with that. Like, you know, I don't know. Probably, it's probably, probably more than that. Larry David kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, probably, it's, it's probably more than that because uh, I, what, what, I, what I've been told is that it's actually fairly easy to pass these checks. I've, you know, I was talking to some players around the league. Um, and, uh, you know, um, and so, and the umpires aren't, are really not like into it either. That's the other thing I'm hearing, you know, um, unsurprisingly, cause they don't necessarily want to be dealing cool. with like, you know, being the police in every single way. Um, and so like, so, so to me, to me, if, if you get, if you get caught with, you know, if you're, if you get caught with something, you know, you probably, you probably did it. I, I tweeted this out, but I, you know, the guy who, after Girardi asked, uh, about Max's hair, uh, that ump had to put his hands through Max Scherzer's sweaty head. Like, that's... Yeah. that's I didn't sign up for this shit. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to do that. I don't know if you saw yesterday, Andrew... Uh, Andrew. Uh, Angel Hernandez was uh, palm reading uh, Trevor Bauer. Yes. He was, like, giving him a... Like, doing a little brush on his hand. It was very... He seemed, he seemed into it, to be fair. There was the guy that, like, um, sniffed the player's hat, too, I think, at one point. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know exactly what's going on there. Um, but yeah, I did think it was interesting that they also uh, put it in a bag to go to New York the way I put bread back in a bag that doesn't have the little <laughs> clip tie oh, anymore. Yeah. Just like spinning the bag and tucking it under. Like that'll keep it fresh. That's fine. Um, so, But I believe that glove arrives in New York today. So we'll probably find out some stuff in the, in the coming days here. Our second topic, uh, two more confirmations for the Home Run Derby in Colorado. Trevor Story, the hometown guy. Uh, I think that's fine. That's a fun story. Um, Trey Mancini, which is uh, a heartwarming story. I'm not sure I would have thought of Trey Mancini for a Home Run Derby. Any, uh, any thoughts on these two? So I think that brings us to, to a total of four. Uh, Peter yeah, Alonso and Shohei Ohtani being it's a, it's a, it's exhibition. It's fun. Do it. Yeah, of course. Of course, you should have Trey Mancini. Like, given everything that he's uh, that he went through and and that he's he's uh, gone past it and, and he's playing well again. Like, Absolutely. you know, he's got good power. Of course, he can hit diggers. He can hit diggers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm a little, he's a, a little cranky that it's. I mean, I should be that it's Trevor Story instead of Ryan McMahon. Like, I get that Trevor Story is the bigger name, but I think McMahon is the more fun home run derby guy. I mean, arguably, there's a solid chance that neither Story nor Mancini will be on their respective teams at the right. time. Of the, like, no one makes moves that early, but but no, you know, Alonzo might guys not either. Alonzo hasn't been amazing as far as first base goes. For oh, I meant on their actual team. oh, on their actual team. Right? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Man, 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 uh, Mancini is in the last year of his of his deal, I believe, and. If the Orioles wanted to send him to a winner, they could probably get something for someone whose bat is as competent as his in a in a pretty rough trade market right now. And obviously, we know Story is not coming back to Colorado, so the, the, I, I don't necessarily think uh, Mancini will be dealt. I think you know he's he's got a long history with the Orioles, but um, I, I could see it happening. You know, in in one you know one scenario. Do you know who has the best? Now that I'm looking at this, the best OPS of the Rockies regulars this year? Brendan Rogers. It is not Brendan Rogers. Although Brendan Rogers has been uh been quite good. I mean quite good. He's been five percent better than league average. Uh no, I don't Yanin and Daza has like a three twenty five average. Does that help him? Uh I you know, I guess he does count as a regular. He has more plate appearances than I thought. But no, it is not Jonathan Daza. I got I'm I'm out. CJ Crone. 
Oh, sure. Okay. I forgot he was a, he got hurt at some point, so I forgot he yeah. was uh he was there. Um Bradford Shohei Otani is in Yankee Stadium this year. We're gonna get a lot of Babe Ruth stuff. Uh I'm gonna have a, a Babe Ruth sh- related mm-hmm. to Shohei Otani column uh on BP uh tomorrow, Wednesday, the the thirtieth. Oh. Uh Gary Phillips is is writing it just it's more about uh, nice, uh Babe Ruth as a pitcher. Uh, and mm-hmm. just like what he did in Yankee City, I think he started like nine games total or something like that. It was it was very few. Yeah, you, you started a game a year, I think. Like it was kind yeah, of like it was, thing yeah. And so I, it was an interesting pitch. I'm excited to see uh, when it comes in. He hasn't turned in the copy yet, but I I think it'll be really good. He always does a good job. But we're gonna get a lot of that this week because because Otani is in Yankee Stadium. Uh, he already crushed a pitch yesterday. Um, yeah, I don't. Did, did you? I assume you saw the the home run yesterday. Oh, of course, um, it was absolutely majestic. It's a shame we're never going to see this guy crank a home run or strike someone out in a meaningful game. But it was not, you know. So it's like the best we can do, like <laughs> is uh, today, is today, and then or yesterday rather, and then of course is Wednesday, Wednesday night start, you know, in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Um, I- the, but, uh, there yeah, is cool. uh, Otani's home runs. I, I I'm sure we've said this before, but he has his own kind. It's his own brand of home runs. They look they're different off the bat. It's there's a Stanton quality to them, but it's not Stanton. I think he's got a much look. He's got a much longer uh, swing and different kind of finish. Um, it's just it's I don't to me it takes off the bat like like it's a a golf shot. You know what I mean? Like, it just absolutely flies. I just want to point out that when I said that Otani home run in the document, I was not referring to the one yesterday, but the one against the Rays that he hit Oppo, like, in on his hands. Oh, I know great. there's one oh. every day, so it's like, <laughs> I forgot he also hit one last night. Isn't, ain't that something, though, right? Like, you can just say that ho- Otani home run, and we, we could all have our answers, anything? you know? Yeah. <laughs> Over I mean, the last, he, like, two weeks. He like, also, was the one against the Rays the one that it literally sounded like a metal bat? Yes. There was one it with had the like sound a 42 just... degree launch angle or something ridiculous like that. Did we just uncover the new cheating scandal? <laughs> no, a bats underwood. Uh like replacing the cork. I I want to I want to go well so the next the next uh I, I don't know if it's uh cheating but a advancement in player development might be uh Dodgers Zach McKinstry had been struggling since he was coming off the the injured list but he's been on a little bit of a hot streak and after he hit a grand slam the other day uh he was talking to one of the post game reporters and uh mentioned that these days uh he's swinging with his eyes open he had been he had his eyes closed at the point of contact uh, since coming off the IL. And it turns out uh, having your eyes open helps you make contact in, in uh, this day and age in, in the majors. Uh, you know, again, only in a, a preeminent player development machine like the Dodgers could, uh, could one uncover such a uh, <laughs> discovery as it pertains to, to, you know, player performance. Yeah, man, who knew? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love how I love I love I love stories like that where it's just like you know the uh, it's a kind of thing that like it's like a it's like a it's like a intersection between all of the advanced technology we have that might like zoom in on someone's eyes you know rapid you know at like you know 100 frames per second or whatever they realize oh he blinks you know when he <laughs> when he tries to hit 
Um, and like, you know, just, you know, good old fashioned common sense. Keep your eyes open, you know, keep your eyes on the road or on the ball. How do they yeah. not figure that out when they have like in the Dodgers virtual reality set up and he can't see anything? <laughs> well, I like, I also, I appreciate Dave, Dave Roberts when this came up, when they, they said, oh, McKinstry said this, he was like, that's a new one on me. Like, I've never heard a guy having his eyes closed. I mean, I do think it, it's, it's, Kind of funny. He's obviously nowhere near the same player. He's he's just a you know like a useful super utility guy. But like uh, someone sent me the story of like uh, Steph Curry getting contact. He was like one of the best shooters in the NBA, and it was like the whole time actually the rim was blurry to him. <laughs> um, but it's just when I I love those things like you said, Bradford. It's like this this confluence of I mean I don't know that they actually use the high tech stuff to to figure this out or if he just kind of came upon himself but like these guys do everything to get the smallest advantage and then it's like oh actually my eyes are bad let me figure that out yeah um they're not bad this time just simply not open <laughs> right just not open i'm not i i said online it's it's like the uh have you ha- is it plugged in uh advice yes. of tech of tech support <laughs> Like, have you tried this very <laughs> have you ever, have you ever, have you ever seen the show, The IT Crowd? You know, uh, yes. Chris O'Dowd's show, like, yes. did you turn it on and turn it off again? Or turn <laughs> yeah. it off no, and turn it exactly, on again? And that's like exactly Irish what accent. it seems yeah. like. The only, um, uh, the only comp I have for this is uh, when I was a kid, they tried me, because I had a good arm, they tried me at catcher. I know I'm built like a catcher, so that makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah, really? But they, they you turn me. sideways and they have no target? Yeah, they tried me at, uh, they tried me at catcher, but like every time the batter swung, I would blink like as the pitch was coming in <laughs> and I couldn't train myself to keep my eyes open for whatever reason. So, yeah. so you didn't make it at catcher. I didn't That's make it why as catcher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last, last subject on around the horn, uh, the Phillies, the Phillies bullpen. This is a new, new discovery for us over the last two years. The Phillies bullpen is a goddamn mess. Uh, I saw a tweet yesterday, I believe from Todd Zalecki, who's a beat reporter uh, for the Phillies. They have blown seven leads in the last six games. Highly impressive work from the Phillies bullpen. Uh, this, this again, feels like a year that we're going to look back on and say if the Phillies had even an average bullpen, they'd have made the playoffs. How is it possible, man? How is, like, Dave Dombrowski so good at so many things with, like, baseball <laughs> front office? Well, like, he just can't, like, find, like, three relievers ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great – I mean, Jose Alvarado, definitely a good pickup thus far. Uh, he was moved into the closer's role and I believe immediately blew, blew a game. Uh, Neftali Feliz was brought up uh, to the team. He's back throwing in the mid-90s. He immediately blew a game. He's an ERA of 40. <laughs> Uh, Hector Neris was pulled from the closers role in, in favor of Alvarado and then later in a doubleheader blew a game the same day that Alvarado blew a game. Uh, yeah, I don't even, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this team. Ranger Suarez is freaking incredible. That's where we're at. It's Bailey Falter too. Bailey Falter. Yeah. Bill, Bailey Falter has been very yeah, good. Yeah. Only, only nine innings. Suarez, 29 innings, 0.93 ERA. Hadn't realized he'd been that good. Um, but yeah, I, this this team is, uh, boy, I don't know. I've got nothing to say. I think their whole season is going to be summed up with the uh, Travis Jankowski gif of him just standing in between second and third base as the catcher runs out from behind home plate and tags him. That's, that's the Philly season in a nutshell. 
But there is a team then that, that should like I don't know if they, if they if they could improve their bullpen right now, like could you know could actually make a run because given that the Met, you know obviously the Mets are are, are um you know I mean leading the division pretty much all all season, but like you know but they yeah. have you know given their injury issues and you know they just haven't been playing well period you know good for you know two weeks now you know two three weeks right. like like they they they, sh- they shouldn't be winning this division. Except that, except this division. <laughs> as except that you, you, yeah. Can, you, yeah. I mean, as you said, like any team that was in the lead in this division doesn't deserve to be winning this division, no matter which team it was. None of them would deserve it. Um, but yeah, the Phillies lineup is good. Real Muto has been good. Hoskins probably not good enough for for first base, but fine. Gene Segura has been very good, and he's now hurt. McCutcheon has been good, and and Harper has yeah, been he's, fantastic. He's, he's, yeah. McCutcheon's turned the season around, you know, like he, yeah. was, he was playing terribly early on, you know. Um, the batting like, not, still isn't there, but 350 on yeah. base and 440 slug, well, that's going to play. Yeah, exactly. So, so they have like, you know, like they have, they have people, they just don't have, you know, but, but they never have that. And, uh, you know, and so Zach Wheeler, you know, might win the Sangor with like nine wins and, <laughs> you know, and just be that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's take a break. We'll be back with our last two topics. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back with episode 148 of Five and Dive, our fourth segment of the show. What not to wear? That's a that's a nice throwback, Jeffrey. For all for all the guys watching, uh, I don't even remember who the hosts were at this point. Clinton Kelly, something like that. Clinton, some. Anyway, uh, Bradford, I'm going to assume you saw the the All Star jerseys. Oh man, I I'm revolting. I, I I blink. I blink every time. You know, I keep my eyes closed. Whenever, whenever I see a uh, an All Star jersey appear in my timeline, but yes, I've seen them. So it seems very clear that these were the jerseys designed for the Atlanta All Star game. They, they're it's like the color scheme that would fit with Atlanta. It's the the navy blue. I'm not sure why you would ever do that. They made an interesting point, uh, or or not point. They made an interesting decision to then pair a hat that is very much. Uh, the, it's got the Colorado purple on it. Uh, the logos are in red. I don't really understand. It kind of looks like they ran out of purple threading on every single hat. Um, I what? God, I don't. I think the hats might be worse than the jerseys. Is that a hot take? It doesn't matter. This is it's <laughs> it's like you know, it's like which which uh, poop stinks worse? You know. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't desire to compare the two, but but power to you <laughs> for it. Fair enough. I, th- I think um, the thing that's particularly egregious is that they have to wear it during the All Star game. Yeah, why are they doing that? Well, you know, I guess the NBA does it, right? And uh, and 
you know, um, the NBA does a lot of things about the, about their, their all-star game better than, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, Rob, Rob Manford wants nothing more than be Adam Silver. So, you know, um, true. But so I honestly, you know, like, so, so why not? I mean, um, why not, why not, you know, take, take that step. But I thought something that was cool and distinct, distinctive about the MLB all-star game was that players wore their actual home or road jersey, depending on whether they were, you know, the American League or the National League was hosting. How, you know, again, I get the idea though, because, like, you know, you want to like, you know, you promote, the, you promote, promote the jersey and if it looks cool, then, then it's great, That's you know, great. Yeah. Then, yeah. it's a great marketing tool, but I, this is not, it's not I, cool. And I know yeah. I've seen people upset that they're not doing the the you know your your team's actual jersey, um, and and I like that aspect of it. But like you said, I I get I I don't even mind like a, a separate alternate jersey for the actual game, but it's got to look good. I mean, that's yeah. uh, to your point. Like this this looks like a rejected MLS jersey. I like I don't know, and Call it really it would. What? It Call it a yeah, kick. sorry. Uh, I mean, it re- to me, it really would if they didn't do the aggressive, uh, like putting the team's logo over the the three letter abbreviation. They did for this them. with like the spring training hats too, where they put like the logo, oh, inside, the logo inside, inside the, the logo. logo. Yeah. God, I don't what know. Are they doing? Like the color thing's weird too. Is there's one thing you know about Nike? They can just if you actually follow their soccer kids, they just have templates for everything. They could have just changed the color scheme to purple and black fairly easily. I feel like. They still would have been You're ugly, but at least they would have been. Yeah, yeah. You think they had just printed a ton of jerseys already somehow? I like. I mean, have they? Like, you still got to put like the name and number on the back, right? So. I meant to sell. Like, I'm, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the uh, fanatic shop right now. Uh huh. Who's buying this for 140 dollars? Uh huh. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's 140 friggin' dollars, and it's not even. A, it's like a pullover. Yeah. And Come and on, I I need to. Uh, Mentioned the 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 shoulder the cuffs on the sleeve. What? Why does it look like a Hawaiian shirt cuff? Like what? Like the Tommy Bahama. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, it looks like Tommy it was Bahama. Like you put, it, was, it was like you put a shirt over your Hawaiian shirt, but then you rolled up the sleeves in your Hawaiian shirt for reasons. <laughs> and then you played in the All Star game. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, all right, I, I, that's the, it's, it's, it's just, Craig. It's so when you go up to the uh, the party deck at Coors to get the margarita, <laughs> you're dressed appropriately. <laughs> mm, there you go. I, I mean, honestly, there are worse things, I'm sure. Than uh, I, also, I I gotta say, huge Brad Bradford's gonna be going right. So huge win for you, Bradford, on going to Denver rather than Atlanta in the middle of friggin' July. Just weather wise, I'm not saying city. Well, well I mean, I don't know. I mean. Weather-wise, maybe, but you know, I don't know. Look at look at uh, Seattle and Portland right now. So who's yeah. to say they won't be 160 degrees in Denver? You know, the snow caps melting. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure really it might be hot. I think it'll be a little less humid. Was my thought, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It might, it, well, I certainly again, I certainly hope so. But I feel like I feel like at this point in this country, like you know, if 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 uh, if Seattle goes, so goes everything else. You know? Yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> I just remember. Um, I mean, we we were both at the the Cleveland one last year, right? Yes, we were all. I was or two years ago. Sorry, twenty nineteen. It was actually pretty nice weather, but the the DC one the year before it was not nice. Was I mean, it's a swamp. What are you going to do? Right, it is literally a swamp. It was. I mean, that was. I remember sitting out in the. the, They had us in the alt. They had me in the alt press box for the uh, 
the actual game, which was just risers set up in the in the corner in right field. I was behind a pole, and it was just I just not moving and just sweating. It was it was uh, tough. So yeah, um, our last segment: what to watch? Anything on your mind this week? Anything catch your eye, Bradford? As well, we uh, head into the week. Well, I- as I, as I mentioned earlier, the Otani Wednesday game yes. where he's, you know, pitch, pitching and, you know, swinging at left-handed bat in Yankee Stadium. That should be, you know, that should be cool. Um, that's the, uh, you know, that, that's the one I'm, I'm particularly interested in. I think that's in, the you know, top story. As, you know, um, is, is just, again, seeing him in a game where people care. Yeah. <laughs> or, awake, or awake and care. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jeffrey, I think there are two topics for you on this one uh you were you were shocked by the brewers and and their uh situation they're 13 games over 500 yeah this is a fairly new uh, willie adams is like a 500 right now yeah Yeah. but you know you know the projections all kind of like milwaukee more than like yeah i mean it's like hundred consensus yeah i mean the nl central is also just kind of we talk about the nl being bad nl central is not yeah it's partially essential you know but it's also partially i guess like you know there was some positive regression, you know, respected from some of their some of their yep. players. It's a really they good pitching, pitching staff, obviously. And 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 they and they you know they kind of doubled down on defense in the offseason, but like you know, but it's working, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to say their lineup is is bad, and it it is. It's not producing very well. But like Omar, especially twenty twenty was it was truly awful. But like Omar Nevarez was like twenty five percent worse than league average this year. He's got he's got a one thirty five OPS plus this year. Um, like he's come back. Uh, Colton Wong has been really good when he's he's a little dinged up right now. But but did you know he had an 840 OPS right now? I didn't until I was just looking it up. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know until this morning that that Colton Wong was playing that well. Plus, you know, he's Colton Wong defensively. Exactly. And so, um, like, yeah. So so yeah, and, and, and Yelich has not been. Um, he's had awful. a weird year, um, man. He's, he's, been, mean, he's been you know, but he but he, he's, he's been it's been weird, but it's been productive so far. Yes, you know. Yes. Lot, tons um, of walks. Yeah, but I, I do wonder where the power is. I think it's kind of kind of odd that he's like he's hitting like Marlins, you know, Christian yeah. <laughs> rather than the, the, the uh, sentiment that I've seen from from Milwaukee fans is that he is getting pitched around a lot, which is why he's got a four hundred on on base percentage and and that he hasn't had a chance to hit for a ton of power. But like my thought is, if they stop pitching around him. I don't. He's got a four hundred four slug right now. I don't know how much damage he's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know that's that's the thing. It's it's like and last year he you know he still hit for power like you know not not you know like uh actually you know comparable you know not not quite as crazy as he was you know the, the previous MVP type years but but still like you know reasonable. Now again he's he's hitting like Marlins Yelich you know like as far as right. his ISO and everything. Um, so he's had, he's I, had a back injury that's playing into it. I think that's, big that, that, thing, that, that's, that's probably it, honestly. Like if, yeah. if your back's messed up, like that's hard uh, to hit for power. power. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the big guy, the, the, the interesting name in this lineup right now, and, and especially of late as they've put some distance between themselves and, and the Cubs these last few games, uh, Keston Hira has, uh, hit home runs in three of his last four games. He, Obviously, was a big bat first prospect. He has not delivered on that outside of his rookie year. He was he's been terrible this year until he. This is his third time called up to the major league team. His third stint with the with uh, Milwaukee. And uh, I just I read a, an article from the Athletics, Will Salmon, on this. But he and and the pitching coaches both feel like he's found something right now. 
um, in terms of addressing his problems of, of hitting the ball in the zone, that kind of thing. Uh, we'll see if that plays out, but obviously he that was published yesterday morning. He had another home run yesterday night, so he's definitely feeling like he's in a good place right now. And if if he can be even you know ten to fifteen percent better than league average from this point forward, that's a huge difference in their lineup. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, and definitely an inter- interesting team. And and I'm also interested to see how the pitching holds up. They're one of the teams that has been uh, impacted by the spin rate. Uh, discussion, uh, Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, I think mostly on their breaking pitches, which has been interesting, but, uh, and, and Cor- uh, Brandon Woodruff especially has still been very good uh, since the crackdown, but uh, you're, you're, well, has he not been? I thought he's, his last start. Oh, no, yeah, he has, no, he has been, he has been. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I've, it's just been an interesting uh, thing to see. And Jeffrey, I, I will let you close this out with, uh, well, I was, I was going to say before we get to that, uh, last seven yeah, days sorry. for Keston here, uh, 353, 400, 941. That'll play. <laughs> 941. Yeah, that'll play. We'll see. I mean, again, we'll see. You know, he's definitely capable of doing this no matter kind of what shape he's in. He's got that kind of bat. Yeah. But uh, we also didn't mention, I, speaking of looking like this, Kyle Schwarber is continuing to decimate the National League. We should probably just mention him. Yeah, just like... Uh, he hit two more home runs against the Mets last night, and he said like fifteen home runs. Yeah, in and the, the post game, Luis Rojas is like, "Yeah, we're just trying to pitch him in different spots, and it's not working." Like, yeah, nice. no, it isn't. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber was DFA'd. Yeah, right, right, right. non tender. Yeah, yeah. non tender. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, no, I did not think he was worth offering a contract after um fifty or forty or however many bad games, sixty bad games. I feel like the Cubs, four back of Milwaukee, might might want could use one more bat, yeah, one more outfield Uh, bat, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, So and then it's it's Pablo Lopez. It is. So you might be asking when instead of what to watch, it's when to watch Pablo Lopez, and that is Thursday against the Phillies against Zach Eflin. That's a good. That's a good matchup. You might get a Phillies meltdown in the bullpen. That's always good. Yeah, Pablo Lopez's changeup against those left-handed bats. And you get a little jazz chisholm in in uh, in the meantime, which is always as, as a treat. Um, yeah, so I think that'll do it for us today. Thank you, uh, thank you both for joining me. Thank you to our listeners uh, for tuning into this episode of Five and Dive, brought to you by the Baseball Perspectives Podcast Network and our Patreon supporters. You can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Five and Dive. You can get in touch with the show at Five and Dive at BaseballPerspectives.com. We are wherever you get your podcasts, so just look for Baseball Prospectus Podcast Network, and we'll be in that feed. If you like what we're doing, drop us a good rating and review, and we'd appreciate that, and we'll see you later this week. something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.